gentlemen, what is going on? It's Matt Transplant Phoenix. What's good in the hood? Thanksgiving is over. I gorged out like a fat pig, which was bad. But I'm heading and trending in the right direction. So I'm happy about that. And on Thanksgiving Day, thank you for asking. It was amazing. It was great. I thank Rich and his lovely girlfriend so much for having me at their place for Thanksgiving. The food was great. The company was even better. And watching the Cowboys lose in the second game of that day may have been the cherry on top. Actually, it may have been the substance, the the actual cake. That's how great it was. So I'm very happy that they lost. And I was actually just watching them before, because tonight is Thursday. It's exactly a week after Thanksgiving. And right now they're losing 24-7, last I checked, to the Chicago Bears. Da Bears. Da Bears. If you haven't seen the Saturday Night Live skit with the Bears, watch it. Highly recommend it. Very funny. Chris Farley is in one of them. And that's probably the funniest one. So I would check. The Bears, Chris Farley, Saturday Night Live, I guess you could put, or SNL, whatever you prefer. So that was interesting, and actually, it's funny because what turned out to be the best game of the day, which was the Bears versus the Detroit Lions, was the game that I was least interested in coming into Thanksgiving. It turned out to be a very close game. The Bears ended up pulling it off, and... I actually was rooting for the Bears. Reason being is Richard, the person's house I went over, or his girlfriend's house, is the commissioner of our league. And I chose the Bears to win that game. Had they lost it, it would have been negative five points. Actually wouldn't have mattered because once again, guys, listen, the Giants football season is an absolute dumpster fire, but my fantasy team right now, it'd be killing it. The merger's real. I just won the last two games in a row to make it into the playoffs. And I steamrolled the team last week. So I'm feeling good. I'm pretty pumped about it. And guess what? I got the Bears tonight beating the Cowboys in my fantasy team. So far looking good, but you never know. You never know. Because it was in the third quarter, and it wasn't even that deep into the third quarter. So we'll see what happens on that front. So Bills beat the Cowboys on Thanksgiving, and then the late game was the Saints versus the Falcons. Yes, I know, a snooze fest, just like everyone predicted. Uh, Okay, so moving forward to that Sunday, or this past Sunday, I should say, Sunday after Thanksgiving, Giants absolutely get steamrolled by the Packers. It was a terrible game to watch. Daniel Jones did not play very well. The whole team, the organization, there's so many holes to fill. And, yes, Eli Manning may very well start. It's actually looking like he is going to start versus the Eagles this upcoming week. Now, it's not because they're benching Daniel Jones due to performance. He has a high ankle sprain. So, they're most likely going to keep him out. I mean, why get him hurt? They're, you're not playing for anything this season. Actually, you might as well put Eli in and hopefully... They, you know what? The, the biggest F you to the Giants organization would be Eli coming in, 
winning games and getting us out of the Chase Young sweepstakes, the pass rusher out of Ohio State. I could absolutely see that happening. Why? Because why not? It's the Giants. So I watched that in the early window, the 1 o'clock window on Sunday. Then I had to watch the Cardinals maybe even have a worse performance than the Giants versus the Rams. They get steamrolled at home. Just absolutely dominated by the Rams. And that's off that's off the game where the Rams got destroyed by the Ravens. So it was not a good week for the New York Giants, my home team, the team that I love, as well as the home team in my new home, Phoenix, the Cardinals. They look they both looked like shit. Let's just be honest. Man, they didn't look good. Kyler Murray, that was really his first game where he didn't perform very well. It was by far his worst game of the season. He's a rookie, though, and you're going to have to expect that. And the the Rams, they haven't performed up to their standard or their talent, but they still got a good squad. And it's still a very difficult game to win, especially for the Cardinals. Cardinals are rebuilding. You know, they just got their quarterback, who at least they think and has looked like their future quarterback in Arizona. We've already discussed the offensive line in former podcasts. Uh, They've been playing better than they have in the past. Still need to address that. Wide receiver position. I mean, Christian Kirk looks good, but is he a number one receiver? I don't know. On the defensive side is where they're really lacking in talent. I mean, besides Chandler Jones... They don't have many pieces. Patrick Peterson is maybe less than a shell of himself. Their secondary is awful. I mean, pretty much I could talk about the Giants and the Cardinals the the same way. But I will say this. The Cardinals, as far as the Cardinals are concerned, and I give the nod to them, because Kyler Murray has played better than Daniel Jones. I wish I didn't have to say that. I wish it wasn't true, but it is. He's played much better than Daniel Jones. So we will see what happens on the football front. Both their seasons are over. So Giants right now are in the slot of the number two pick in the draft. So God willing, they get Chase Young and they finally get a pass rusher because this is what upset me. And I I was talking to my brother about this. Okay. If you think Daniel Jones is the future, uh, Dave Gettleman GM and also, Oh God, another freaking thing. Okay. So really quickly before I get into the whole GM situation, in this last draft, that's where I'm going with this. But God, I mean, Ron Rivera, who was a longtime coach for the, Carolina Panthers got fired, and I'm thinking the Giants are going to fire Pat Shermer and get Ron Rivera. Reason being Ron Rivera is Dave Gettleman, at the time that they were building the team in Carolina that eventually made it to the Super Bowl, was the GM for the Panthers. And guess who he loves? Ron Rivera. So I think that may very well be the next Giants head coach. We'll see. Going back into this past draft... You think Daniel Jones is the guy. I get it. Okay. You draft him, right? No one anticipated him 
being the number six pick overall. Now, I don't have any inside information if teams between six and the next pick for the Giants, 17, any of those teams had interest in Daniel Jones. I'm not certain. But you probably could have traded up from the 17th pick to get Daniel Jones and then get Josh Allen, who is the pass rusher out of the Jaguars organization, and he's looked like a rookie stud so far. And that's what the Giants really do need. They need a pass rush. They have so many holes on defense. That's the one position that's going to be able to give us some leeway and help on the back end. Now, okay, maybe it's not realistic to trade up from 17. Okay, I'll give you it. I'll even give you that. But now looking back at the Odell Beckham trade, he hasn't had the best season in in Cleveland. I'm not going to lie and act like he has. But he is a very productive receiver, and he's better than any receiver we have right now on the roster. And if you disagree with that, you just don't watch the game. And you don't remember how great Odell was. And even now, Odell, the big thing with him this year is he hasn't been getting touchdowns, but he's still been pretty productive. And he's better than any wide receiver we have on our team. How do you only get what equates to Jabril Peppers, some other pieces, blah, 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 yada, 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 and the 17th overall pick? How do you only get the 17th overall pick for someone like Odell Beckham? And Jabril Peppers, he's had a couple of games. Yeah, maybe he's better in the safety position than some things that we've had in the past. I think at this point, Landon Collins produced more for us than Jabril Peppers. But it's a young career. We'll see how that turns out. But you could have gotten more. And also another thing that pissed me off is that you pay him, if you know that you're getting rid of him and he's a problem, why do you give him a five-year contract? Why? It makes absolutely no sense. Trade him before you have to pay him. Trade him that year before the deadline. No, no, no. And then they pay him, and oh, no, we're not going to trade him. A couple weeks later, he's gone. So I'm not even I'm not even mad about trading him. I wouldn't have done it. Honestly, I think what they really need is they had a head coach to to get him in line. To give him a swift kick in the ass and say, "Hey, dude, listen. I you can't whine and give us your baby bullshit anymore. You're a professional. Start acting like a professional." Get a hold of yourself, man. You're so talented, and you have Hall of Fame talent potential. You do. And if you look at the three, the his first three seasons, there's no doubt he was one of the best receivers in the league, one of the most talented, and right now he's not even in his prime. But he self-sabotaged himself. He got to Hollywood. He started worrying about other things outside of football, it seemed like. And I'm not saying the guy doesn't train hard. He trains really hard. And I'm not saying he doesn't put in the work. He puts in the work. But if you're preoccupied with other stuff in your head, it doesn't matter how much attention you put towards this other thing called football. Sometimes it's going to bleed into it. And I think his priorities were just screwed up. Now, you know what? It's hard for me to say that I wouldn't do the same thing. Think about it. He's in his early, mid-20s. Just got a contract from nine 
$95 million. Everyone's talking about he made the greatest catch in NFL history. And you start believing that hype. You start believing it. And you start living like that. And then it, it's it, it's almost like in social media. Now imagine social media. Listen, man, sometimes I get addicted to likes and people liking and viewing videos and stuff like that. Now, I'm not even close to the size of Odell, especially after that catch. People are reaching out to him. He's starting to get opportunities in Hollywood. He's in commercials. It's tough. And then he's a young, good-looking guy who makes a lot of money, who's unbelievably athletic and talented and debatably the best the best at what he does. There's only 32 teams in the NFL. It's it's like going into an industry where there's only 32 companies you could go to and you're one of the best at what you do in the whole entire world. Debatably at that time, top five. There's only four other people at the low end that are better at what you do than you are. It gets to your head. It's just human nature. But that's where someone else's job comes in, tries to give them some perspective and not let them get away with the antics. So if you were beyond his antics and you just didn't want to deal with it anymore, that's cool. I get it. Don't sign him to a contract. Say that you're going to keep him and then trade him. Just get rid of him. Just cut him loose. Trade him before the deadline, before you pay him that money. I mean, it's not even like we got a good trade out of it anyway. We'll see what happens with Dexter Lawrence. That's who we picked in the 17th, with the 17th pick overall at a Clemson defensive tackle. We'll see. Well, I guess a defensive end slash tackle in the system that we run, which is a 3-4. Essentially, three down linemen, big guys, four linebackers, the two outside linebackers, typically the pass rushers. But we'll see what happens on that. Um, my friend Nick called me yesterday for my birthday. It's, many other people did too. And once again, I really do appreciate them taking some time out of their day to wish me a happy birthday. Uh, and I think, did I mention what I'm going to call this? I'm, I think I'm going to call this episode, episode, episode. I think I'm going to call this episode, I think I'm going to call this episode 31 and just begun, signifying I'm 31 years old, and I think really at this point, my life has just begun. I'm not the most positive guy. It may seem like it on the outside, but the people who know me, trust me, they know that I could go into a dark place, and it's hard to get out of there. And what I'm starting to realize is I was putting a lot of pressure and expectations on myself to get things done quickly. You know, like right now I'm doing this podcast. And uh, would it be great if 10 episodes in I get a million downloads? Yeah, it would be awesome. That would be great. But what I'm starting to realize is that I was putting such a small time frame Let's say in the next 10 years or nine years, I'm 31, nine years at 40. In nine years, 
can I get to a point where I'm making some money on this podcast? Sure. Why not? Well, nine years is too long. Really, in the grand scheme of things, it's not. Nine years ago, I was 22, just coming out of college. It feels like a different life, but at the same time, it feels like it went so fast. You just got to start. You just got to start. If there's something that you want to do, you can have a job as well. You know, maybe the job and career that I'm in is not something I want to do moving forward. I really don't know. But you have to make the most of the situation. And then if you there is something that you want to do, I really am interested in podcasting. And I, I, I want to do those funny skits that we used to do on the Freebridge podcast. And if you haven't haven't seen some of those skits, they're on YouTube with the Free Bridge podcast. It's they're funny skits, and we have episodes on there as well. If you want to listen to the podcast, kind of the origin of this one, and the maturation of myself as a podcaster, and uh, I guess a YouTuber. But this is what I want. You know, this is what I want to do. And is it going to make me rich? I don't know. Probably not. I mean, the chances are no. But you never know. You just stay consistent. You keep going after it. You keep doing it. And you do it to feel accomplished. I mean, like they always say, it's so cliche. You can't expect to win the lotto if you never buy a ticket. So I know, I, I know I'm not the only one. I hope I'm not the only one who daydreams about a life that they want and think that Maybe they have some sort of ability or talent to be something or make something. That's what I love to do. I love to create something. Create something unique and that people either enjoy, laugh at, or invoke some sort of emotion in them. That's what I enjoy doing. There's nothing better to me than a, than a laugh or a smile. If I can make someone do that, man, it just makes my day. It really, really does. So what I'm saying is that at 31 years old, in Madden, I'm over the hill, but the Madden football game, I'm over the hill, I'd trade myself. But in the grand scheme of life, I'm still young and I'm still learning. And if you listen to the Joe Rogan podcast, he's always saying that he's realizing people are just babies. You know, we just have different ages. To me, I'm 31 years old. I don't feel much different than I did at 19. I mean, there's a few things I've matured in and I have more life experience. But the essence of who I am, the dreams and aspirations that I had then, haven't changed that much. It really hasn't. If you go back to elementary school... Remember being in elementary school and thinking like, wow, a senior in high school. Oh, my goodness. They're so old. They're adults. They got it all together. And now I look at a high school kid and I go, oh, that poor son of a bitch. They don't even know what's going to happen to them. They, they're, they're so young and fragile. And at the same time, they have confidence, but they don't have confidence. You got to be humble going into anything. I will tell you that off the bat. Don't think you're better than anything. Don't. Don't worry about what other people think. 
about you. And don't make decisions based on what other people think about you and how you think they'll react to that decision that you make. Because there's only one person that has to live with it. That's you. You're the only person who has to live with that situation. And still going back to elementary school, you look at a high school senior old, you look at someone who's 30 years old, and man, I thought they had it all together. Like that is a real human in society. I just thought I would find the job that I love, make a lot of money doing it, have a house, a wife, kids, and everything was just going to fall into place. And I'm starting to realize is that, damn, man, it didn't. And I wish, and I'm, I'm sure probably someone did tell me this. I wish someone told me that, hey, man, even when you go to college and you're out of college, you go to high school, you're out of high school, you're not going to know what the hell you want to do. And shit, you're, you're probably not going to know what you want to do till maybe 40, 50. Who knows? You may never find out what you want to do in this life. But you got to just go do something. Just get experience in something. And don't worry about what other people are in their life. Worry about your own steps. Don't compare yourself. And it's easy to say, and I do this on a daily basis, so I'm not preaching to anyone or being hypocritical. This is kind of a talk for myself in a sense, too, to convince myself not to. But you can't, you can't, it, it puts you in a bad spot. I read an article my mom sent me. She was nice enough to send me, and her fiancé, they were nice enough to send me an you know, envelope, a birthday present, quote-unquote. If you're over 30 years old, if you're over 25 years old, you kind of know, for the most part, what your birthday presents and Christmas presents are going to be. So you can imagine. But she also sent me an article, and I read this article, and it was talking about a study that they did out of the university, Indiana University. It was Dr. Wong and something, somebody else. I forgot the associate professor there. He was associate professor in psychology. They had 300 kids who, quote unquote, had mental health meaning like anxiety and depression. I don't know where that is on the scale of mental health problems. I mean, it's kind of more common. It was saying 40 million people in the U.S. According to that article, which I think was in 2015 they were talking about, or at least that's where the source was. 40 million people in the United States deal with depression or mental health issue dealing with depression. And they'll go to therapy, they'll take medication, but this, the girl who wrote the article was saying that these guys did a study with 300 participants, which were college students at Indiana University. All of them were seeking help through the health center at school. 100 of them would go to therapy and do what's called a gratitude journal. Just journaling every day or, yeah, I think it was every day stuff that they are grateful for. 
And then every week they would do an essay on a person that they're grateful for during this trial period, which I think lasted 12 weeks. That was 100 of the students. The other third of the students would write about their negative experiences, kind of confronting it. And the other third of the students would just do the therapy sessions. So they're all doing the therapy sessions. A third of them are doing the uh, gratitude journal. Third of them are doing nothing. Then the other third is talking about their negative experiences or writing it down at least. They said that the 100 students who did a gratitude journal noticed differences in as little as four weeks and through 12 weeks weren't 100% better because it's always a battle. But they said they were able to change their mindset to a state of gratitude and it helped their symptoms of depression. What does that tell us, Matt? I don't know. No. For me, what it actually says is uh, I need to get a journal and I need to start listing down the things that I'm grateful for. And then you're supposed to list down in the morning the things that you want to be done in the day or great things that could happen during the day. And then at night you say three things that were great that day. And then what could have actually even made the day better. But I, I, I really, I overlook what's great in my life. And I take it for granted. And I think the key to happiness is perspective. And the only way to gain perspective is to realize not only what you don't have, but what you do have. And I think if you're listening to this podcast, you probably, relatively speaking, have a good life. Because that means you're listening in on something. Is it an iPhone? Is it a Android? Any sort of smartphone? Laptop? iPad? Tablet, Chromebook, Mac, whatever technology that you're getting to listen to it, you're fortunate, more fortunate than most. And like I said, I'm really talking to myself because this is something that I struggle with and I need to do. And I think I need to be more accountable for that. And that's why it's good to have good friends and you know, my whole family, and I don't want to isolate them individually. They've been so great to me. You know, and have I had issues? Of course I have. You know, is everyone great 100% of the time? No. Am I? I'm close to per. I'm as close to perfect as you could get. But, no, I'm not. I'm not perfect. But my family has been very patient and so great to me, so I appreciate that. I have great friends that uh, do actually care about me. And they take an interest in me and they want good things to happen. And they want me to be happy. And I want to be happy. Everyone wants to be happy. But it always comes back to that one question that's, what, what's it all for? What is this for? And I think through a lot of different things, maybe including this podcast, I could figure out something.
how do I bring this back to Phoenix? That's what I'm wondering right now. Uh, tomorrow I'm going to go ball. Yeah, I'm really trying to work on the J right now. Been working out. Uh, trying to. Trying to stay in shape. And I think big things are on the horizon for Matthew Felico. That's what I hope for. And I hope that someone listens to this and is helped, comforted, humored, entertained by it. That's my hope. But I have been talking to a lot of the people I've been working with. Hopefully we'll get some some uh, people on the podcast. And I won't have to talk to myself anymore. And seem like an absolute nut job. Because that's what I feel like. I feel like... It's like, man, this guy's got some problems. He could just talk to himself for a half an hour? Weird. But once again, everyone, thank you so much. If you do listen to it and support it, I, I do appreciate it. And that's pretty much it. Do 